and welcome back to the Martial Arts Mania podcast. Today, you have both of your hosts. I am AJ. I'm Gavin. Excellent. And we are back. So uh, just yesterday, or as of yesterday, as of recording this little intro right now, I dropped the part two of my interview with Sifu Leo Fong, where I just did a quick little introduction. Didn't really talk about everything going on in the world, but I figured now was a good time for us to kind of uh, really address some of those issues. Sounds, sounds, uh, sounds like we got a lot to bite off here. Oh, oh yeah, most definitely. And uh, so real quick, before we even get into that, should we share what this episode is? Absolutely. We want to we uh, get people excited, at least... I think I'm excited about this episode. Other people should be too. I think a lot of people should be too. So we decided uh, today is not an interview. Today is going to be part one of two. It was not originally planned to be a two-part episode, but we got so enthusiastic about recording this one that it got a little long. And so this (laughs) is going to be part one of our top 10 kickers of Hong Kong cinema. So today's episode will be 10 through 6, and then in a couple of days, we'll drop the next episode, which will be 5 through 1. And uh, neither of us saw each other's list beforehand, and so we went uh, starting at number 10 down, and I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, we definitely had some similarities that shocked me, but then also some major differences that shocked me. Uh, agreed. And it's funny because uh, I think I think the combination of being really excited and going down some rabbit holes, uh, watching videos on YouTube, uh, not Netflix so much, but Amazon prime and, uh, a few other, uh, video channels. I had so much fun watching different kickers and then added into the stay at home order cabin fever that I was experiencing. My list started fluctuating a lot with every passing day that we had to push the, the recording. Oh, most definitely. And yeah, as you you hit the nail on the head there, pretty much most of these, uh, obviously the compilation videos are all on YouTube and then most of the great movies you can even go back and watch are on Prime Video. But yeah. funny to note, when I was in Hong Kong this past fall uh, for uh, my best mate's wedding, uh, I was at his house and I was watching Netflix. And so Hong Kong Netflix has so many of the classics on there. You know, really? perfect HD quality. Yeah, and... Uh, it was so cool just to you know sit down and watch some of them. Uh, and then when I was in the airport in Japan, they also had the uh, like the Japanese versions, like they had Spartan X on there, you know, as opposed to Wheels on Meals. Really? And I tried downloading it to my phone, but then when I tried to watch it here in the states, I then ran into the uh, uh, copyright issues. Yeah, the, the fire, the firewalls that they have set up. That's really a shame because. Uh, that is exactly the type of films I'd want to be watching right now. Just going through not, you know, obviously we're recording this intro after we've done the, the list. You, you mentioned a lot of great films and a lot of great kickers who I haven't watched in a while. And I would join this uh, stay at home order. I would just love to binge watch all those films again. Yeah. And the, the silly reason uh, for a lot of those movies not being available on Netflix here is that uh, actually like American companies own the rights to them. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's been this long standing, uh, I should say rumor, but uh, well known fact that Warner Brothers is sitting on the rights to a lot of these films. And so, therefore, you know, they can't just distribute them on Netflix because, you know, 
somebody owns the rights to them and they're not doing anything with it. So it's a damn yeah. shame. But uh, speaking of being on quarantine and so forth, obviously a lot has changed since we recorded our last episode. Uh, at that time, we were just talking about certain movies getting uh, postponed or canceled. But now pretty much all of the US and I'd say a good majority of the world is on lockdown slash quarantine. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, here in Los Angeles, we're at stay at home. Uh, uh, we're ordered to stay at home, excuse me. And for example, you and I, right now, we are recording via Zoom and we just recorded this first episode that our listeners will hear via Zoom. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but it's funny because, you know, you are not that far away from me right now, but we are doing our uh, responsible deed of staying at home and not going out and socializing. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I don't know if people are familiar where our listener base is uh, entirely located throughout the world. Uh, but I mean, we're in Los Angeles. I'm a block and a half from uh, the beach and the beach is now closed. So like even some of my uh, neighbors who've tried to go out to the beach early in the morning, they've been asked to leave the beach. Uh, so California well, and Los Angeles you know, are taking this pretty seriously. Oh yeah. And that's what I've been saying. And we're still on the cusp of figuring out whether we, uh, caught it in time really. But the, the fact of the matter is like someone, in my opinion, someone that lives next to the beach, like you, you pay to live next to the beach. You have always lived by the beach. You are, I mean, excuse me, your house that you live, not like your whole life, but you get what yeah. I'm saying. And <laughs> yeah. so you should be allowed to go down to the beach. That's part of what, you know, where you live and why you live there. But then what happens is you get these people that treat it as a vacation and start swarming to the beach. And it's like, no, fools, you got to stay home, stay at home, social distance. And like, even for me, you know, uh, I've been, uh, in my opinion, killing it with my home workouts. You know, I, I never yeah. let anything stop me from training. But uh, as part of my home workouts, you know, I'm still running outside. But I, you know, I, I did my research. I checked if it was okay and socially responsible to go out running and they say yes just don't go to populated areas which i don't i jog through ugly ass downtown la yep. <laughs> so nobody is like trying to jog out there but then what happens is you get all these people that congregate in these like for example i live right down the street really from uh echo park lake but mm -hmm. there's no way in hell i'm gonna go jog around that uh simply because i don't go there normally because it's too crowded and even now i can only imagine people going out there like idiots like oh it's a beautiful day because we've had some nice weather now this last week and so really uh you know i still go running outside but i go to areas that no one else is running uh i social distance hardcore my rule is 20 feet uh nice. bare minimum 10 so you'll find me if anybody's driving up and down temple street in los angeles you might find me running in the middle of the road because yes. uh I just don't want to get close to anybody. And uh, yeah, so I mean, we all have to do our part. Uh, you know, uh, some of us are lucky enough that we are able to keep working at home. You know, my part-time job, I'm still able to do from home because I'm a teaching assistant at Cal State LA. Mm -hmm. uh, I know, but you guys, and, are doing, you guys are doing classes at, at home yeah. through Zoom So well. really, un unfortunately for me, the, I taught two sections or two labs, which I loved doing. Uh, those are now, you know, canceled. But yeah. we still have our lectures via Zoom every Wednesday night that uh, uh, the, the main professor does. And then I will still be grading all papers, quizzes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's well, like, you, you know, I, I work at, in downtown at the, the Colburn School. And as of this week, we just launched uh, like 78 online dance classes. And people are dancing in, you know, 
in half their living room with their computer cameras on again also through you know through zoom and you know because we're we have younger kids we have like you know k we have like this k through 12 policy privacy policy and we lock the rooms and everything but uh it's amazing to see how people are connecting that way it's amazing to see the emotions on you know the faculty on the faculty spaces and the the students faces and the families when we have our parent meetings once a week to see how they're doing with the, these programs uh, but it's also very odd it feels feels very disconnected uh physically from people you know because i like to you know like to shake hands you know i mean like like to shake hands like to you know give hugs to people just like yeah. after we train kickboxing and now now my hands are down at my side i walk around like i'm gordon lou bowing to people and just <laughs> uh you know. well i've adopted and the funny part is i've actually done this a lot since i lived in thailand i've adopted the thai you know kind of uh hands together slight bow type yep. thing but yeah you know a lot of people obviously i'm now working out in my home i go running outside uh, literally about uh, six inches from me right now, Jessica is doing her workout. She's doing her dynamic stretches. And you've been to our house. We have a studio loft. Mm -hmm. So we have just enough space, but it's really narrow. So <laughs> hence why she's going by me right now doing leg raises. But, uh, you know, getting it done uh, for me, uh, you know, I've been running a mobile trainer business here in LA. Yeah. That's what I've been doing to put myself through grad school. And uh, so I have all the home training equipment, all the workouts. So yeah, if anybody ever wants to hit us up, I can always throw out some ideas. But yeah, try your best to just uh, keep up your training and do everything you can. Uh, I mean, for, for, for me, like, I mean, you know this, it's like, uh, just the workouts and the, the endorphins that come from, from working out. It, 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 it minimizes anxiety. And uh, for any of us who are affected with like the blues occasionally, like, Getting that workout in, particularly when it's a stay-at-home order, just helps lift the spirit just enough to to help you maintain a little sense of uh, you know calmness and normality in your life, if that's even a word, normality. <laughs> Almost definitely, and like even me, I've had uh, surprisingly I've only one day this time though where I definitely had the quarantine blues. I was just like, mm -hmm. what the hell is wrong with me? But also that was about two weeks ago when we were starting to run out of like healthy, well, we were already out of healthy food. You know, I like to eat a healthy diet. I yeah. had no more vegetables and I was getting really pissy about it. So we did manage to uh, finally get some healthier food and that made me a lot happier. But yeah, you know, try to keep up your workouts. There's a lot of great online resources right now. You know, the, the fitness community, as hard as it's being hit uh, in the martial arts community, people are coming together online to offer a lot of fitness classes right now. So yeah. if you have the ability to still support your local like mom and pom gyms and yoga studios and martial arts studios or boxing gyms uh that you go to if you can still support them and like pay your dues do it but understandably if you can't because a lot of people are affected right now work-wise so we all have to try to come together and do what we can but uh yeah still no excuse to not get your training in you could always do training at home i just tried taibo for the first time the other day which you might have seen on uh social media and it was yes. awesome i'm definitely that's gonna be my active sunday workout but let me tell you it's definitely more than a active rest day workout it's it's intense so <laughs> um, I, I was i'm looking forward to like like i said in, in the comment like we're gonna get our pump on because i remember him always like yelling pump 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 oh so. yeah he he definitely does that the one thing i wasn't able to do is there's one part where he encourages you to do jump sidekicks i was like all right our neighbors below us are they're they're dealing with enough right now so yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna stick the regular sidekicks but it, I, I really liked it and that's on amazon prime so once again there's all sorts of great resources i hope everyone's staying sane and happy and healthy uh 
So, and I mean, it looks like we're going to be in this position for at least my prediction is, you know, till the end of May. I mean, it just, it is what it is, right? So we're, you and I are going to be trying to create as much content as possible for people. Uh, maybe we'll get some interviews in, maybe some people uh, that we've been wanting to interview are stuck at home too, and we'll have the time to talk with us. And uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm, I'm looking forward to what, what these next few days have to offer. And I'm also like going down uh, some wonderful rabbit holes on podcast listening as well. I've missed some episodes here and there, and it's it's been a good chance to, uh, you know, try to stay positive about the stay-at-home order. And, you know, it's a good chance for me to go listen to some of our friends on their other podcasts, some of the ones that uh, I had missed from the get-go. So I'm going back to episode one for a few folks and also the ones that uh, uh, I missed because of work or half listened to or actually loved and want to go back and listen to again. So it, this yeah, is a good period definitely. to really, really expand my knowledge a little bit. And speaking of expanding my knowledge, you expanded my knowledge on this top 10 list with two kickers in particular. I'm not going to mention their names, but Ooh, uh, yeah, so if one, is, one is in your top five. So I, you really expanded my knowledge. So I'm, 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 I'm definitely looking forward to exploring that one kicker in particular. And you opened up my eyes to certain ones that I realized, you know what? That is a great entry. Not that I thought it was a bad entry, but I just, <laughs> you know, I thought maybe, uh, I, I, you know, it's funny how you look at it. What defines a great kicker, right? And once again, this is our list, our personal list. And I feel like there's been this established, unofficial kind of list for years of who are the best kickers. And some of these people are definitely on our list, but uh, I have a feeling people are going to really appreciate this. They're going to be a little surprised. So really, let's go over first kind of what our criteria was. So obviously, as mentioned before, this is top 10 kickers of Hong Kong cinema. And we pretty much established this as classic Hong Kong cinema pre Hong Kong takeover. And uh, rule of thumb was, doesn't matter. You did not have to be a local person per se. You could be from anywhere in the world. So you could even be one of the Guaylos, but you had to have done at least three movies. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, but so, I mean, slight spoiler alert. I don't have any of the Guaylos on my list, but I do have a lot of non-native uh, Hong Kongers or... Uh, uh, Taiwanese actors and so forth. You know, I have some uh, from all over uh, Asia. So really, uh, there's that aspect of it. And also kind of, we, we both had a very similar uh, guideline we were looking at for our kickers. Uh, mm -hmm. I know authenticity was a big one for me. You know, a lot of that comes with being an authentic martial artist, your background, whether it is you were a fighter or like an established uh martial artists and say a Korean art or a Japanese art or something like that. That was a big thing for me. Obviously your performance on screen, the aesthetic, the believability, the sincerity, so forth, so forth. And I believe yours, that's pretty much what you looked at too, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I broke it down pretty simply because I was just, my list initially was just exploding. So spectacular power, precision, obviously power has go. to do with believability. Uh, and obviously precision is, can that person keep hitting that kick? And do you believe it? And then, you know, we're, we're talking about kickers here and kicks can be spectacular. So there you go. Those three were my, Most were my key. And I, I'd say my favorite thing about this list is what I thought was like my dark horse that you were going to be like, whoa, that's an interesting choice or, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, was, you also had on your list. So that yeah. is the one, that's the last spoiler I'm giving. Uh, and I was really happy about that. And I think people will get a kick out of that as well. Uh, and, and, and I, I know ahead. I know at one point we talk about how like 
in the beginning, when I was first making this list, I made the choice, no legends. And I had different legends identified from each period. I won't mention their names on, on my list of I'm not going to even consider them. I'm not going to look at them. And then as Cabin Fever struck in, I started looking at a few of them. I'm like, oh, they're starting to get onto the list. But I still tried to half maintain the no legends rule because I wanted to really pay attention to the other kickers. But uh, it's funny right. how it's funny how time and really the the stay at home order affects the brain a little bit. And I think <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see you'll see Most some definitely. of my choices that were influenced by Cabin Fever. Right. And we go over our honorable mentions. And just as a heads up right now, we do establish, I think, maybe mid-episode or midway through the our talk that uh, Bruce Lee is just a category of his own, right? Yeah, like, you know, I'm absolutely. a huge Bruce Lee fan. He's, you know, he's my idol, my biggest inspiration. But I mean, he's, he's just a class of his own. You can't, probably any of these lists we do, he's going to be excluded from really. Yeah. Uh, and so, but that's just a heads up right there. And then... Uh, so yeah, we'll be doing this episode and then in a couple of days, I'll just record a short intro and we'll drop the rest of uh, the episode. And then in the future, not necessarily our next episode. In fact, I want to wait a little bit. We will do the top 10 kickers of uh, Western martial arts cinema. Yeah. And that's going to be, they, that's, that's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be an easier, first of that, that would be an easier list. But as I start to, uh, as I was starting to think more about that list, I think that's going to, we're going to have some surprises for each other. Now, I, I just thought of something off the top of my head, and maybe we'll throw it out there right now just uh, for our listeners. So maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do top 10 kickers of Western cinema, and we'll make it pre-Y2K, uh, pre-2000. That way, we can do a third and final list of the best kickers you know, of the new millennium because of the what you might call uh, – the international martial arts film productions that have begun since then, and even almost the uh, globalization of martial arts cinema in the sense of, you know, the explosion of Thai cinema, of even uh, Korean cinema again, mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, Western stars. And then so maybe that will be a uh, good third and final list. That way we're not excluding people like, for example, Tony Jaw. It's like, where would Tony Jaw fall on that list if you wanted him? You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's a really good idea. Yeah, so maybe that's what we'll do. So we'll, we'll establish that before we record that one, but that'll probably still be a few episodes ahead. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, any final thought, thoughts before we uh, go into the episode? You know what? I, I would just say make sure everyone's staying healthy. And just like you said, there are a lot of martial arts studios that are still open and a lot of uh, martial arts, celebrity martial artists posting videos for people to train along. And, you know, the martial arts is just a really great way to stay not just physically fit but emotionally and i would even dare to say spiritually fit uh right and, and so, by open gavin means they're still producing videos not actually you should go into the yes. schools right now don't yes. do that no if, yeah. if there is some that are open then don't maybe go. you don't go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right all right but yeah i totally agree uh anyways uh all right so here we go here's the episode and we will be joining you uh, after this, uh, 10 through six. So Alrighty. I'm, I feel, I don't know how you feel about your list. I've been like watching going down rabbit holes. Oh yeah. Same thing. It's going to change every damn day. Just like you said. So it's yeah. good that we're just doing it now because as I said, well, one of my top uh, five wasn't even on my list uh, when I first started. And then I put him at number two and I was like, all right, AJ, calm down. 
then I bumped <laughs> down to number five. Uh, and even still, now I'm like, I was thinking about taking him off, but I know if I go back and watch that highlight video I did it again, I'm going to be like, yeah, he deserves to be number two. Well, you know, you know, it's funny is like, I, I was my first, my, the person I put as number one at the very beginning is now number six. And I have okay. no, and like, I have no confidence in my six through 10. Like, I feel like the order is wrong. And then, well, I then let's just, to, let's just do it. Let's just, uh, let's just tackle this bad boy. So I feel, I feel, sometimes I feel better about my honorable mention list than my six through 10. Now, here's the thing. Here's the yeah. thing. And I was yeah. thinking, all right, let's start with our honorable mention list. But no, we don't want to do that because what if some of my honorable mentions are on your list and vice versa? So after all is said and done, okay. we will go through our honorable mentions. How about that? That sounds good. Um, and I'm going to try and find- you know what? I, I like what we've just been saying. So I'm going to keep it in there. That so to good. clarify what we're talking about, we, are, we decided to do our top 10 kickers of Hong Kong cinema. Yes. And just to specify, and I'm sure neither of our lists are going to have this issue, we're pretty much talking classic golden era Hong Kong cinema. That, that's uh, good to know. Yeah, I, could, yeah. I, could, I couldn't get past that era. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, because who would be past, you know, the, the, the handover? There really isn't anybody new that came after that point that would be on the list, in my uh, humble opinion. But yeah. either which way... So, and once again, this is Hong Kong cinema specifically. It's like, and people might say, well, what about this person, this person? You know, if they made movies in Hong Kong, they count. It doesn't matter where they are. But at the same time, you know, to try to include other uh, cinema from other nations, you know, like, uh, I don't know, Japan or even Thailand, you know, the the B movies that started in the 80s and so forth, uh, or separate Korean movies, like which were typically... Hong Kong co-productions anyways. You know, I just think this is the safe bet is Hong Kong cinema. Would you agree? I, absolutely. I mean, this, this, is, this is where, particularly in this golden era, this is where the cream of the crop kicking was taking place. So why, why play around with anything else? Yes. And just as a hint, I can tell you this. Of my top 10 list, I'd say at least half aren't even local Hong Kongers. So, and hmm. not even Chinese. So uh, interesting. Yes, it's very interesting. I know. And uh, so you had mentioned to me briefly when we were getting this whole, uh, by the way, everybody, this is our first time using Zoom. So uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, listening in on this new version. We are not together. Uh, but Social distancing. Were, yeah, social distancing all day, every day. Uh, so you were talking about some of the criteria that you established yes. for making your list. Go through those. I liked those when you were talking about them. So for me, it was three three areas: uh, spectacular, power, and when I say power, believe it's basically believability, right? And, and precision. There are some yes. people on my list that are spectacular, but they do not reach it reach to the top because sometimes their believability is not all there. And then there's some kickers on this list that might not be necessarily spectacular or powerful, but the consistent precision is what puts them there over some other people who've had some pretty spectacular kicks who, as we mentioned, uh, make it onto our honorable, mention, uh, honorable mentions list. Uh, you also had a stipulation that when I asked about Guaylo kickers, uh, right. you came up with, and that helped influence my list and actually kept me to, I think, one on my top 10. Excellent. Yeah. And so pretty much we had discussed was once again, anybody can be on this list. It doesn't matter your nationality, but you had to have made, I think we established like at least three movies. Really, we're going for people that had an established career in Hong Kong. 
I mean, yes. you could have possibly made the list with like only three movies if it just your three movies were like you were the man kicking. But yeah. uh, I, and I just want to make note real quick: your criteria is nearly identical to mine. In fact, I'd say Excellent. it's identical. That that realism thing, it's like you you nailed it on the head. As you get higher down the list, they meet all the criteria, right? Like yeah. one guy, man, his his kicking's just insane. How can you even do that? But I don't. It's not. It doesn't have the believability, right? Was he a real martial artist per se, or a real fighter? You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I absolutely agree. And then I also had I, I don't know about you, but I also had a hard time putting. I would almost say like the main people from each era on this list to begin with, and. Uh, with each passing day, thanks to the coronavirus and social distancing, each passing day as I've gone into the rabbit hole, a couple of people started to creep onto this, this list that weren't there before. But the people I had a hard time putting on this list, I felt like it was almost sacrilege to just kind of like put them on the list, but also like they, they're the complete fighter. And I'm talking about like the the main, basically the legends. Okay. It was well, hard guess for me. what? Yes. When it comes to sacrilege, uh, I gave zero Fs, and I'm like, this is my list. These are people I like. I'm going to have some surprises on here where you're like, what the hell? And I'm going to have the, you know, because there's already a bunch of bias just from watching the classic great martial arts documentaries. Like, for example, Top Fighter has their yeah. whole segment on kickers, right? Yeah. And that's just ingrained in my head since I was 10 years old, uh, you know, of who are the top kickers. So to even go against that documentary in some aspects, I, it feels blasphemous, right? But I was like, yeah. no, this is AJ's list. And some of my choices, I'm really excited for you to hear. So uh, I'm sorry, I cut you off though. Did you have a final thought? No, no, I didn't. Because I mean, I, if I start talking, if I basically mention the legends names now and I say who's on the list and who's not, then uh, then uh, it, it, it gives away the surprise. I will say I, I, I'm still like split on my number 10 slot and I might have 11 players because two players. I have two kickers and I have two kickers tied in the 10th spot. And okay. uh, both of those I'd guys say, who are creeping into the list. Okay, I'd say that's fair enough. So let's start. Number 10, you go first. Okay. I don't know how I feel about my 10, but I'm going to go with Jet Li and Gordon Liu tied. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Unexpected. Uh, neither of those two are on my list or my honorable mentions. And it's so funny because just last night, uh, Jessica <laughs> and I were watching uh, Martial Arts of Shaolin. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I'm watching it and that's, you know, one of my favorite Jet Li movies. And the thing, my problem with Jet Li's kicks is they always looked almost too pretty to me. They yes. were so aesthetic and his legs are so freaking straight, but that's from the Wushu background. And for me, I was like, they're almost, they're flawless, but they're, they're flawless only in their aesthetics and the way they look, not in their actual practicality as real kicks. And that's right. my bias as a kicker, right? It you was, know, as it was really hard. It was really hard for me to put him on the list. And definitely that's, he made it because of the third category precision. And right. I have some honorable mentions on my list that uh, far exceed, have some kicks that far exceed anything he's done, but the amount of kicks that he's thrown made me put him on the list. Yeah. And especially in those early days, it's like his legs are just so straight. Some of those kicks, it almost looks funky, like his body. You're like, you shouldn't be able to move like that. So I could totally appreciate that uh, entry. Uh, and, uh, but I was just thinking that last night, how, wow, I would never put him on my list. Not because he's a bad kicker. In fact, he's a phenomenal kicker. It's just, he is a wushu uh, performance kicker. Yes, Absolutely. And and it's right, funny because right. it, it was it was last night that he made my list, 
and I had <laughs> I had Gordon Liu sitting in tenth place alone, and Gordon Liu there because he was sort of essentially the complete fighter, and I think for many years he kind of carried carried the weight of the industry on his shoulders, at least uh, over at Shaw Brothers. I, I might be overstating that a little bit, but there was a period oh. post post uh, Bruce Lee pre pre Golden Harvest era that he just kind of carried the whole the whole. Uh, well, really, when you think about it, when Gordon Liu came into his own as a star, we're looking already past the mid-70s, right? Yeah. So yeah. he was kind of, and like, if I'm not mistaken, 36 Chamber of Shaolin was 1978, uh, off the top of my head. So really, he was just kind of pre-explosion of Jackie and them. But yeah. you're right, yeah. he was, uh, I'd say he was probably, and once again, we'd have to look at box office numbers, uh, he was kind of that golden goose savior for Shaw brothers as yeah. golden harvest was starting to uh, find their post Bruce Lee niche, like five years later. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious. It's such an interesting choice because Gordon Liu, the second you said that I visualize his kicks and he has such power in his kicks, but yes. let's look at his base style. It's the Southern Hungar Hung Kun system. So it's not going to be a flashy kicking style, but they're going to have strong as hell legs. And you see that in his, the, the kicks that he does do are strong. Agreed. Agreed. And it's, it, it was that solid base of his. And I just, that, that to me uh, kind of comes down to the power and the, the authenticity of his kicks. When I'm watching him kick, I'm, I'm believing what he's doing. I believe his oh, character. I agree. I agree. So two awesome choices that I think that's great because our lists are going to be very, very different. I feel already. <laughs> so that's so cool. Uh, are you ready for my number 10? I am, I am absolutely ready. Yeah. <laughs> My number 10, and I don't care who thinks I'm crazy, my number 10 is Moon Lee. Ooh, very nice. Right? Very right? nice. And here's my argument for Moon Lee. Of the Girls with Gun subgenre, I, she's one of the unsung heroes. I mean, obviously, they're, they're all fantastic. But let's of all the action performers, like Michelle Yeoh, amazing, right? And she was just great at everything, but it's not like you're like, oh, one of the greatest kickers. Obviously, Cynthia Rothrock is fantastic. Uh, Cynthia Khan did a lot of great stuff, was never really aesthetically the, the most pleasing to me. But Moon Lee's kicks from her dance background, and you can tell that she legitimately did Taekwondo training because even in some of the movies, they feature her actually doing Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. Like she's in her uniform, she's breaking boards, and you can tell she took the time to learn it. And maybe she was just a natural from her dance background, but her kicks are awesome. And for this list, I went and rewatched uh, Angel 3, aka Midnight Angel or whatever it's been released as. And I, I was like, you know what? I like Moon Lee's kicks. I like the way she kicks. I like her jump kicks. I like all of her, her sidekicks, her roundhouse kicks. She has, I just like her kicks. I, I, uh, I definitely went down the rabbit hole on her films and she, she started around the 10 spot for me and slowly worked her way up to a much oh, higher Oh, she's ranking. on your list? She's on it. Oh, hell yeah! She's That's on so it. Cool. <laughs> and you know what? It's be she hits like at least two of those categories. Her kicks are spectacular and she's yes. just, she, she busts out an array of kicks that, uh, and there are fight scenes that she engages in that are strictly kick-based and, yeah. uh, it, it's phenomenal. So I, I have her much, much higher up than that. But uh, and I went, re I went and rewatched a scene from one of her movies that I've been trying to get a hold of for years, and I don't want to spoil it because it's going to spoil another entry. But and I, it, it's you know uh, kind of trying to be a little more realistic in the sense of Hong Kong cinema. And I'm just like, damn, 
like she's she's got it, man. She just had natural, uh, realistic, kicking charisma. I would agree with that. Yeah. All right, cool. So that's good. We're going to get to talk a little more about her, obviously, as she's on your list. So let's move into number nine. Are you ready? I am ready for number nine. And I've been, right. fluctu- I've been fluctuating with this one as well. This is, again, another, another legend. I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't know how you feel if he's on your list or not because he's a complete fighter. He's a complete package, and sometimes his kicks aren't always there. But I put I threw in Jackie Chan. Okay. Okay. So just as a heads up, he is on my honorable mentions list. Okay. Uh, and I just struggled to put him on there because even though he's a great kicker, I'm like, Jackie, he's almost his own entity, man. And yes. the thing is, though, his kicks can't be ignored. His, especially after uh, he, Samo, and Angela Mao went to go learn Hapkido in Korea, specifically when Golden Harvest sent them all out there to learn it, they brought back that Korean kicking style, which is really the foundation of modern Hong Kong uh, contemporary like uh, action fight choreography, like the, the Hong Kong new wave like kickboxing style, as Absolutely. people like to call it. And, and it, he's so he is a pioneer in a sense. Well, and you know the reason I have him on the list is he's he's been he's kind of faced off with a lot of the other top kickers that are on my list and honorable mention list. And what he's done is he's I, I almost want to say he's sort of like very similar to what Michael Jordan did. I don't know how familiar with basketball history, but there was a period where Michael Jordan couldn't hit the three point shot. It wasn't his in his uh, forte. And then when they were going to face, it looked like they were going to face Clyde Drexler. I think something along those lines, my basketball history isn't great. In uh, Portland Trailblazers, Clyde Mm -hmm. Drexler was draining threes like crazy. So Michael Jordan spent the offseason training on threes and he came back as a deadly three-point shooter. For me, that's like Jackie Chan. Every time he's faced one of these other kickers on his list, he's found ways to mimic or mirror them. And for that alone, I had to add him to the list because he's mimicked or mirrored a lot of these other kickers. Well, I can tell you this as a slight hint to my number, uh, I'm only gonna do number one and two. He has fought both of my number one and number two on screen before. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. All right, Uh, (laughs) I think that's a great entry and he's on my honorable mention. Uh, Would you like my number nine? I'm eagerly awaiting. Now, number nine is one of my unique ones because I really actually don't like many of his movies, if really any. And I just don't really think, uh, I mean, I, I take it back. There's a couple I actually really like. He's in a couple classics. But uh, I just don't really, I think he's kind of hard to look at. Uh, just not, a, but his kicking ability cannot be denied. Do you know who I'm talking about already? I'm wondering. It's I'm wondering. John Lee. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. So John Liu, I mean, it's like, here's the deal. His movies, most of his movies were rubbish. Uh, You know, a lot, it's just like, and a lot of his kicking display is just so over that you're like, yes, we get it. You can hold your foot up above your head for an extended period of time. And yes, you get it. But the fact of the matter is a lot of it is ingrained in my head from the top fighter video. Uh, And, you know, it's, and for example, his vanity project he did in the early 80s when Zen Kwon Do strikes, which mm-hmm. Zen Kwon Do was the system he created. That movie actually has some phenomenal fight scenes in it, but it is weird as hell. Have you ever watched it? I, I haven't watched that one, but it was very funny because when I was, he is in, he does face off with another kicker. And I was curious, I was looking up this other kicker. You'll, you'll, I'll reveal him later. And he was in a scene with that fighter. And I was 
started to think about, wait, should this guy be on my list? So that's very interesting that you put yeah, him on the list. He's, you should watch when Zen Kwando strikes. It, it okay. used to be on Prime. I think they took it off, but it's definitely on YouTube. Uh, it has some phenomenal fight scenes, kind of that weird transition period in the early 80s where it was still elements of old school kung fu choreography, but they were slowly starting to come into the contemporary action, but didn't have the budget to shoot stuff like Sammo uh, in them. And yeah. so it, it does, ha- but it's, man, it's, it's, he's playing like a fictionalized version of himself. That's like a secret agent, superstar, every, it's like it, he, I'm, I think he wrote it as well. And man, it's, it's a vanity project, but yeah, John Leo, Taekwondo kicker from Taiwan for those that aren't familiar. Uh, I don't want to go into too many details because of extra spoilers for later, but yeah, that's my number nine. Uh, oh, and real quick, I wanted to say our favorite kicking roles for each person. Uh, like oh. movies, right? Okay. So for John okay. Liu, I'm going to have to go with uh, the, uh, what I do, The Secret Rivals? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with The Secret Rivals for John Liu. And then for Moon Lee, I'm going to go with uh, Angel 3. Okay, nice. Um, I think for, for me, for Jet Li and also Gordon Liu, it's about their entire resume. But for okay. Jackie, but for Jackie Chan, it, uh, come on, it, uh, for me, it has to be uh, Drunken Master 2. There you go. Good choice. Yeah, it just right. has to be. Number eight. Go for it. Number eight. Uh, again, I think I mentioned like between six and ten, I had some emotions. But number eight, I'm going to go with Michelle Yeoh. Oh, cool. So I, I'm glad she made your list. As I had kind of already mentioned, she did not make mine. Yeah. But totally deserving. And that's the thing. I was like, should she be on my list? Should she be? And like, it was so back yeah. and forth. But I'm glad you included her. So what, what's your reasoning? My reasoning is she, she, she found a way to cross over. I, so I think a lot of uh, action stars from Hong Kong who cross over into Western cinema. And I know we're not talking necessarily about Western. We shouldn't be talking about Western cinema per se, but it's all, she found a way to stand out. And a lot of her, a lot of her performances that stood out dealt with her kicking. I mean, the, Obviously, the best kick for me from her is uh, uh, Super Cop, Police Story 3, when the police have Jackie Chan and Yoon Law in custody, yes. and she comes through with that, uh, that like, scissor kick. Uh, you, how, yeah. how would you describe that? I mean, and that, I know at one point we were talking about some guaylos that, that could be on our list for one single kick. If she only had that kick, that would be, like, one of those kicks that stood out. But a lot of... You know what's funny? When I was thinking of her, for some reason, I was only thinking uh, the D&B film era. I was thinking, yes, uh, madam. I was thinking yeah. Magnificent Warriors yeah. and Royal Warriors. And even with those alone, I was considering her. And I didn't even think Super Cop. And that kick, you're right. I'm like, damn. It's like a jump split kick. Yeah, it's, ju- yeah. Uh, yeah. It's phenomenal. But it, it is, it's kind of like a, a, I would, it's kind of like a scissors though, the angle. It's, I'm not sure what you would call that kick. Yeah. And it's, I mean, she, she's just phenomenal in that. And then I, of course, like her, her earlier era that you mentioned, then of course her work, uh, you know, Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I don't know if there's necessarily any other kicks that stand out as much as, as epically as that does, but a whole career can be made on that kick. And you, you, you're probably right. So I'm trying to think, uh, no, I mean she's just a great kicker, and that is a yeah. phenomenal kick. So good choice, my friend. Thank you very much, and 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 I'm looking forward to your number eight. My number eight is my uh, okay. So number ten, Moonlee was Hong Kong. John mm-hmm. Liu was Taiwanese. This uh, Taiwanese Chinese. So, but this is going to be my first list uh, entry on the list of a foreigner, and that is 
the Korean kicking sensation, Casanova Wong. Very nice. And yes, please, please expand. So Casanova Wong, once again, this is one of those ones that's ingrained in my head from Top Fighter, like John Leo. But I like that the problem with Casanova Wong's movies, the reason why most of them are crap isn't because of him, it's just because of the budget, right? He did a bunch yeah. of low-budget Korean ones. You know, Sammo's the one that kind of brought him over to do Hong Kong movies. But mm-hmm. let's not forget, he was in Warriors 2, in yes. which he is, you know, phenomenal. And even though it's not a kicking role, he does do some awesome kicking, and uh, which makes no sense with Wing Chun. But technically, his character has, a, he's trained in a different fist before. I, I want to say that it's like Hong Gar is what they say in the intro. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, uh, that ending kick of, Warriors 2 uh, is just phenomenal. But on, on top of that, his kicking skills, it's like when I look at the top kickers, he is one of the ones where his power is undeniable. Yes. Uh, he's just got so much power in his kicks. And uh, he so and he does a lot of the holding the lake up in the air kicking, and his spin kicks are phenomenal. And to be honest with you, compared to some of the other specifically Taekwondo kickers, uh sometimes uh aesthetically isn't as beautiful but man does he have that raw power a hundred percent and his jump kick he might have the best like aerial jump kicks you're absolutely correct and i actually went back and i had a i had a hard time uh not picking uh, a couple of people from that movie and casanova wong was i was basically i was looking at the final fight uh against uh don't tell me his name uh fung hark Yes, uh, uh, in World War II. Fung yes. Hark on, right? Or, yes, yes. Yeah, Fung yeah. Hark on. I mean, and, you know, him, him fighting against the praying mantis, I just, like, actually uh, uh, had to show a portion of it to Emily because I'd never seen anything like such a, it's such an insane fight. Uh, Man, his, that creepy-ass smile can give you nightmares. Yeah. It, it can. <laughs> so that, that movie, with that, that actually, I actually had that scene and uh, Casanova on my, uh, on my potential list, and then I just, then it just kind of slipped, slipped past me. Hey, no worries, no worries. And for me, though, one of my favorite roles of his, and this is going to seem really weird, so it, and once again, depends on which country you were in for which movie, but is his fight scene from Game of Death 2 in the U.S. version. Obviously, he was mm-hmm. featured in the Hong Kong cut of Game of Death, this fight scene. It's the fight scene against Billy Lowe in... Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the, like the the nursery, right? The or what would you call it, the greenhouse? I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'd the, have to, it's I'd the have fight to go scene. Back and... So if you've seen Game of Death Two or Tower of Death, it's Tower the scene okay. at the beginning where Billy is talking with uh, Huang Jingli, and he's he's like, "I had a challenger as well." Oh, you mean to say someone tried to challenge you? And he's like, "Yes," and then it, <laughs> it cuts to that scene. So uh, I just okay. I just love. I love that fight scene and especially because he's in a karate gi as it is. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a really good choice. Definitely, definitely real power. And if like, if I were going back to like my three stipulations, he definitely uh, clicks at least two of those for sure. Yeah. I'd say the only reason he wasn't higher up is just lack of more entertaining slash better films. Like some of his movies I'll watch and when he performs, it's great. But damn, you can't watch the rest of the movie. They're like chop shop uh, galore. It's like, did Godfrey Ho get a hold of this and then throw it in a blender and then uh, put it through a shredding machine and then they put it back together? Because what the F is going on? (laughs) 
Okay. I think, so I think that's our first mention of Godfrey Ho. No, it's our yeah. second mention uh, tonight, but I mean, overall on our podcast. Uh, there you so go. Are we moving up to seven? We're moving up to seven. You go ahead and go, my friend. Okay. Well, we're, we're, this is where we're back to uh, Moon Lee from May. Oh, okay. So Moon Lee is your number seven. Yeah. Very and, interesting. Uh, my number seven, just as a hint, is also a uh, female kicker from the uh, Girls with Gun subgenre era. Ooh. So. Yeah. I'm very, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, no, I, I threw Moonly there and it's just because, uh, as we discussed, it's just, she had a whole array of kicks that other people, other actors did not, and performers did not uh, showcase. I mean, and, and she's had a number of fights that are choreographed for kicking. She's gone against kickers and she has been the lead kicker and that, that just, uh, that's just something I couldn't ignore. And Quite honestly, when I'm watching her fight scenes, I'm finding myself moving. I'm finding myself inspired, and <laughs> and, and and that that's part of the test for me too. Oh, you, like, that's when you know it's good. Yeah. Uh, and for her, one thing I want to point out that I love is how she can be so sweet and innocent and pretty and just like dainty. But as soon as she starts fighting, man, her face is just—it's you believe it, right? She goes in. She turns on that uh, kick-ass mode, yeah. and she has that real look on her face of I'm a fighter and I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Now for, now for me, like I definitely love the iron angels three fight scene. And then uh -huh. I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering what movie it's from, but the fight scene where she's in a factory and uh, the general, the guys she's fighting have run out of bullets and she's run out of bullets. Then all of a sudden she's facing two guys. Is that Angels 2 that you're thinking of? She's in like kind of a military-esque uniform. Yes, and yes. They, yeah, she's like yeah. in a blue uniform. Yeah, that's Angel 2. Absolutely fantastic fight yes, scene. Yes, that, that would be like my second choice of a fighting film for her in a particular scene. And I, I want to say she has like a super legit spinning wheel kick that like like lands on it. I forget, but yes. either which way. I think, yeah, I think there, the, that's the scene where she's in the, in the warehouse. She's just come down on, on, uh, from higher boxes yes. onto the lower yes. boxes and delivers a, like a killer kick. Yes. So, uh, excellent. We both had Moonly. I am actually very happy about that. I thought you were going to think I was crazy for picking Moonly. Oh, no. and... All right. I, I thought it was going to be my out-of-the-box pick, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So, uh, uh, all right. So, my number uh, seven, then. Are you ready? I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm curious. She is, she is from uh, the land you call your second home. And this would be Yukari Oshima. Yeah. Yes. Very good choice. Yes. Yes. Uh, and the thing is, man, first of all, her kicks, the authenticity is there. Her uh, Gojo Ru Karate from uh, interviews in the past, as she said, I uh, trained with uh, Mr. Mickey. So that was her sensei. That's, <laughs> that's all I know. But uh, she kicks with such conviction, such realism, because it's that authentic karate background. And then obviously she trained at Sunny Chiba's action school as well. She had said in an interview, uh, so she learned how to throw it on the screen. And just sometimes in her movies when she kicks, she's just relentless. She never stops. So, and, and the thing is, even if she threw a sloppy kick, like say sometimes when I throw a sloppy kick and it looks sloppy, her kicks couldn't look sloppy even if they were sloppy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, because it's... it's is precision and clean. Yes, and her dexterity is there. It's like that Jet Li dexterity and so forth, but I just think she pulls it off better, and she's just so powerful. And she does a lot of jump kicks, too. She does jump side kicks, jump, uh, like, like almost wrestling style where it's both legs off the ground, right? Like she just throws her whole body into it. 
And yeah. uh, for me, my personal favorite movie of hers uh, is Outlaw Brothers, which I think you've mentioned you haven't watched before. You're, uh, you're, that's right. And that's probably why she's not on my list. She, she, I was trying to put her on the list at one point and then she dropped down to like drop down, air quote, down to my honorable mentions. But I have not seen that. Yeah, it's hard to get a hold of some of her, for us in the States, some of her movies now. Uh, and even some that pop up on YouTube, there's no subtitles. And then, uh, you know, so it's, it's a little bit harder. But, you know, uh, she's got a great highlight reel online. And just, I just, she's just, I'd say the, the word I think of for her is relentless because I just watch rewatching some of her fight scenes. It's like, damn, she just won't stop kicking. Even if they're not the craziest kicks, it's just that she just kicks and she kicks with sure. conviction and she, she makes it believable. And she's just powerful. She has jump kicks. She has everything. It's like you believe that she is a real martial artist because she's a real martial artist. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, all right, let's let's move into uh, number six. Number six and number six and five kept switching places for me. Uh, the person I ended up ultimately uh, moving to six has more kicks than I think number five does, but five just delivers a certain level of power that I have to, uh, I have to embrace. All uh, right. So number six, number six is someone from, a, I, I felt like she was from my home state, but she might be from my neighboring state. Uh, she's from Pennsylvania. So right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Cynthia Rothrock. What? No, I'm just kidding. As I say, she's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty, by the way, I think she's from Pennsylvania. And uh, excellent choice, my friend. Excellent choice. Uh, Thank you very just much. Just a heads up, she made my honorary list, but did not make this list. Uh, just as a heads up. So anyways, go ahead. Well, I, you know, and I, I was, so I, I was moving her around uh, between honorary and, and moving her onto the top 10 list. I, I, as I said, like when we started this, my number one through five, I'm very confident with uh, my six through 10 could, would, would, will keep moving up and down, up and down. Uh, she talked about a kick that she had to do uh, on Millionaire's Express or Shanghai Express, uh, where she had to basically kick, uh, I think Samo's stunt double at one point where she comes across his face and Samo just kept telling her to kick harder and harder. And so finally she did. And I went back and watched that scene and to kind of, I know Samo sold for her, but to go uh, to do a scene that is, that is very heavy in kicks. That's the movie that stands out for me. Now, with that said, there isn't a movie that she isn't unveiling a whole array of kicks, very similar to Moon Lee. Uh, maybe not as varied a style as Moon Lee, but but like uh, Yukari Oshima, she has uh, she has a martial arts background and she has power. Uh, if you watch her American movies, she's always doing that scorpion kick. Well, I was going to say the scorpion cool. kick alone could get her on the list. She yes. she uh, not invented it per se, but she is the one that brought that kick to the big screen and really made it like boom. She she yeah. originated that kick, and you know I've I've watched so I've watched a lot of her films and but her Hong Kong films in particular and I mean like her work on uh, against Yoon Biao as well which is a lot of jumping uh, Ooh, and, yeah. you know writing wrongs uh, and then she did that one film where she was sort of protecting uh, the incarnation of one of like a, a, a llama I don't know if you've seen that one oh think. yeah Prince from Tibet right yes thank you no. Is that it? No, Prince of the Sun is her. Prince of Prince the, of the Sun, Sun, yeah. 
there we go. Sorry, the the Tibet one is Yuan Biao. Prince of the Sun she, is the one she did with Jeffrey Falcon, which yes. I've never been able to find a copy of. A good copy. Yeah, I, well, I, I had a bad copy of once from a from a blockbuster in in, Bell, in Bellflower, California, that shut down. But uh, they had a. Uh, she just had a lot of kicks going throughout her career, and she mixed it up. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't not take her off the top ten list. Well, there you go. Good entry. Uh, she's honorable mention on mine. You know, the funny part is one of the things that, said, for example, like put Moon Lee, but not her, is uh, Cynthia's kicks are so incredible and so strong. But I feel like a lot of that actually has to do with the fact that she was a real martial artist, a real performer. And sometimes, yeah. I mean, she had some big, strong legs, yo. Like, so yeah. I feel like a lot of some of the aerial and more like crazy, intricate stunt type kicking, she maybe couldn't even pull off just because she wasn't as light. Yeah. Uh, perhaps. I'm not sure. But once again, like that split up of the wall on Yes, Madam as well. I mean, I know it's not a kick, but damn. Uh, yeah. And like, so she, she's an incredible kicker. And let's just say when we do our Western list, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, it'll be it'll be hard to keep her off of the top five. Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, but, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, yes, great entry. We love Cynthia. She's on my honorable mention. Uh, didn't quite make the list, but uh, all right. As for my numbers, oh, and what was what would be your favorite role of hers, kicking wise, uh, Hong Kong? I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Shanghai Express because yeah. she did she did unveil a lot of power in that, and she didn't and I don't know power and, and, and an array. Didn't she have an ankle injury during that fight with Stamo as well? She may have. And because I feel like when she had to do the kick where she kicks over him and he ducks and then yes. she bounces off that foot and then kicks again, I think she had like some sort of sprained ankle or something. It was pretty phenomenal because if you also watch her fight scenes in Hong Kong, I know that I know that when they uh, do doubles for Guaylo, the there there's a, sort of a bump for the stunt stuntmen. I don't think she gets doubled a lot if i'm not mistaken you if you look at her well, she definitely she, does in writing wrongs man yeah she does yeah, yeah. that opening scene and stuff. yeah I, and that <laughs> one she does but i mean like in, in a lot of her like main scenes and a lot a yes. lot of her uh you know moments where she's facing off they don't cut away from her and you don't see a wig on somebody else yeah my my favorite of the hong kong roles from her uh, is actually i love uh blonde fury aka oh, lady reporter aka yeah great movie uh which i do have a copy of nice. uh Okay, my number six, and you could help me pronounce his name correctly because I'm sure I'm going to butcher it. Oh, I know uh, what you're I, doing. Uh, oh, you I think, do? I think if you're asking right, me to pronounce right his name. Uh, oh, come on. It's uh, oh, yeah. it's a, it's a, yes. you're going to Yasuaki, right? Yes, Yasuaki Karata. Oh, what a great choice. What a yes. great choice. Yasuaki Karata is number six on my list. Uh, another martial artist from Japan, and like Yukari Oshima, really built most of his career. Uh, well, Yukari Oshima is almost exclusively like Hong Kong and then later low budget in the Philippines. Uh, obviously, Yasuaki Karata did do films in Japan, excuse me, Yasuaki did mm-hmm. do films in Japan, but primarily was Hong Kong cinema. That's yeah. where it was bread and butter. He started in the early Shaw Brother days, I think what was his first one, The Angry Guest maybe? Uh, it could be. So that's like pre kind of Bruce Lee era. I mean, and that's how he actually met Bruce Lee uh in the early days uh and i want to say there is a picture of them together uh somewhere online uh but either which way uh yeah just phenomenal and you know his kicking ability is is one of those ones that he was like the first one really in my opinion to bring 
karate style kicks to Hong Kong yes. cinema. And, you know, people might say, well, what's the difference between Korean and Japanese? Well, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of similarities, uh, but his kicks are real. You could just tell they're, they're not Taekwondo, they're karate. You know, his sidekicks, his jumping sidekicks. Uh, and I mean, the guy could do anything though. He could do the aerial kicks. And he had like some of his versions of the spinning crescent kick or wheel kick or whatever you want to call it. It was almost purposely kind of fanciful. And he'd do a lot of them in a row. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. He kind of keeps spinning a la Casanova Wong, the human tornado style. And it's just, his legs just seemed to get longer as he kicked. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a great pick. And I'm, what, I, what I really liked to, uh, like about him, and he, you know, when I was first doing this list, he was someone I was considering. And then, you know, as you move down, this, down the list uh, a couple weeks, you know, you put a couple weeks between the first time you make the list and the last time you make the list, I, you know, I, it, it slips from your mind that someone of this caliber should, right. you know. Hey, are we still recording? We are still recording. Okay, good, good. Just making sure. Sorry to cut you. Yeah. No, so uh, what I, I mean, if you think about him, and one thing that stood out to me is he's, he's touched every era of Hong Kong filmmaking during his performing career. So yes. you, you mentioned that, you know, when uh, his earlier films, he, he touched the Shaw Brothers era, like with Heroes of the East. And one film that I'm sure you've seen, it's uh, choreographed by one of our favorites, uh, Corey Yoon, uh, Closer. He had a pretty phenomenal yes. fight scene. Yeah, the one with uh, Shu Chi. Yes. A yeah. pretty phenomenal fight scene at the end there. Well, I, I think for me and a lot of other people, obviously <laughs> Fist of Legend is going to be probably my favorite role of his but as a kicker per se uh uh i really uh, for hong kong cinema uh i'm gonna go because remember he did a l- bunch of great movies with sunny chiba too yeah he did uh, i really like him in the executioner but uh for hong kong cinema i think legend of a fighter you know the hoyan yes. ja fakun gap uh same person uh cantonese mandarin name uh oh, excuse me mandarin then cantonese uh yeah his role in that movie is like is phenomenal just amazing kicking. Uh, and that's probably the, the, the film I'd pick for his Hong Kong kicking career. Right, that, that makes sense. And, uh, and of course, uh, you, you did briefly mention uh, Fist of Legend, which is a pretty freaking phenomenal film. And, Especially and, when you consider he was already, you know, what, over 20 years into his career by that yeah. point. And I mean, that, and just, he brings, he brings uh, on-screen uh, charisma and like calm, like the there's there's gravitas in the scenes when he appears. Like even even the scene where he's kind of half joking around, keeping it light with uh, with Jet Li uh, when they're about to face off each other outside of I... the outside of the his shack. Yes, shack. That's a great word for it. Yeah, it was his love shack, right? Yeah, technically you are correct. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, d- uh, I I agree with you. <laughs> And there you have it. That was our 10 through 6. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, Yeah, so we will definitely be dropping the second part of this Mm -hmm. uh, episode in the next couple of days. And I do want to mention that one I am trying to record by the end of the week will be a solo one I'm doing. Uh, And I have my page of notes right here in front of me. That's why I just remembered. I will be dropping my long-awaited audio commentary for Bruce Lee, The Man, The Myth. (laughs) 
I'm looking forward to hearing that one. Yes, I'm gonna so I'm gonna I'm, stream the movie while I'm listening to your uh to you to the podcast. Well, that's how you should do it. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, it's so funny. I I got only not even ten minutes into it, and I have a whole page of notes. I'm like, damn, AJ, like, because I've watched that movie so many times, and I feel like there's so much stuff to talk about. And it's not just Bruce Lee history wise; it's the production, all the actors involved, you know. And I'm a massive uh, Bruce Lee fan, you know, Ho Chung Dao. So, uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to people getting to hear that one. And then uh, hopefully you and I will be recording another episode. And if anybody has any suggestions or ideas, you can write on our social media or message us. We're on Instagram, uh, Twitter. We have an official page. You can always hit me up on Facebook. Uh, But yeah, Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, Just that I am really looking forward to hearing these episodes and I'm really looking forward to our upcoming episodes. And I got to be honest, it's uh, this is uh, some of the top excitement for me for doing these uh, recordings outside of uh, when Emily and I are uh, doing our little runs around town. Excellent. Yeah. So, you, go ahead. It's funny because yesterday when I was preparing uh, part two of the Leo Fong, you know, it took me like an hour to get everything finalized and it's just time went by so fast and it, it's getting those creative juices flowing. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this is very uh, satisfying, especially when you're on quarantine. And as I said, I'm still training like a beast, but you know, that's what an hour and a half of my day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then it's like sometimes the rest of the day, it's like, oh, all right, uh, what do I do now? Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, listen, I, I think one thing that we are going to, if I, if I, if it's possible for me to tease, we're going to experiment a little bit with, uh, with Zoom uh, oh! as, far as, screen, as far as screen sharing and watching movies. And I'm not going to go any further than that, but we do have, we do have someone we're we're both fans of that uh, might be able to help. Uh, talk us through one of the movies that he was in. Yes. Yes. That is going to be very cool. So that'll be like a, a live audio commentary. We record with a star of that movie. Yeah. Uh, I am very yeah. much looking forward to that episode. I just have a feeling it's going to blow my mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, you should see the, the, the grin on my face right now. I was like, Oh yeah, this is, you know, it, it, it's funny as I, I always joke and I'll put in my stats a lot. This is like 12 year old AJ living his dream right now. Uh, you know, so I'm very thankful as crazy as everything is going on in the world and as hard as it is for some of us. And, you know, even the stuff I have to deal with, not being able to see certain people in my family, it's, you know, it's good to find the things to be thankful for. And I feel like the martial arts community is something, you know, the martial arts have literally saved my life. And, uh, I'm just happy that at this point we still have a way to give back. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. All righty. Well, uh, great chatting with you, and hopefully uh, we'll be recording another episode in the next few days. All right, sounds great. I'll talk to you soon. All righty. Yep, peace. Peace.